We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Maggie and Perloff, both off. It's a bullpen day. The rest of the day here at CBS Sports Radio. I am Bart Winkler with you on this Monday afternoon. We've got two games tonight in the NFL. We had a wild slate of week three action on Sunday after kind of a snoozer on Thursday. But some really interesting games yesterday and a lot of uh, shocking blowouts and shocking upsets and just shocking games all the way around. So definitely want to touch on the fallout from all of that as a lot got turned upside down yesterday in the NFL. A lot of things that we thought we thought we can't think anymore. And we have to give some reconsideration to some other stuff. It was a bloodbath kind of day. If you were in survivor pools as the Ravens lose at home to the Colts, the Cowboys could never get it going in Arizona, Arizona. We got to figure out, we got to figure out if Arizona, are they good? Are they bad? What are, what are they? They got waxed week one. Week two, they had a great first half, and then just like we're thinking, oh, we need the number one pick. Uh, let's let's let the Giants do anything they want. And then week three, they're like, you know what? We can we can we can humble the Cowboys in front of Jerry Jones here at our home stadium. So that's what happened. So that and uh, so much more happening in week three. We'll get right to it. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. If you want to join the show. 855-212-4227. Again, I'm Bart Winkler. Stu Kovacs is here. Stu, we do have we do have just a little bit to work through, uh, you and I, before we really hit the ground running. Um, I'm a West Ham fan, and I see you're a Liverpool fan. Oh, is so. that right? A West Ham yeah. fan. Ooh. Yeah, we're you don't find too many of us in the wild. Okay. Yeah. We, there's not a lot of us out here in the in the in the states, and mine is so happenstance. I needed a I needed a team to support, and I was in Vegas. I love telling the story because, and I may have already. I think I've told it a million times, but I tell it because I won a poker tournament in Vegas. Okay, big deal for me. And the guy I beat was from England, and I said, "Dude, I need a team. Whoever you support, I'll like." And he goes, "Well, my team is never bad enough to get relegated, but they're never good enough to win." always like right in the middle (laughs) and i'm like hey i root for wisconsin sports this is perfect so it became west ham the hammers and they lost to liverpool this weekend so congratulations to you oh thanks yeah they're actually better than i thought they'd be this year i know last year was a kind of a disappointing year but they've got off to a good start so at least they're giving you something to root for at least yeah they're giving they, they they were in first place after like they had played two games and everybody else had played one so i do have a google i screenshotted it where they're in first place. So I'll, I'll always I'll always have that. So good to be with you here today. Good to be with the Weedos and the Purple Drinkers. We're on the YouTube stream, CBS Sports Radio on YouTube. I am rocking some Wisconsin heavy apparel. I'm in Milwaukee. I got my Milwaukee Bucks hat on. 
and I've got a Packers shareholder shirt on. I am an owner, and you can only buy this shirt the day of the shareholders meeting. So this is this is a rare. It's a it's a collector's item, and I'm happy to support my teams today. My Green Bay Packers getting the 18 to 17 win over the Saints yesterday. That was a wild game. Packers Packers last week had a 12 point lead in the fourth quarter and blew it to Atlanta. This week they were down 17 to nothing with 11 minutes to go and somehow came back. Derek Carr got knocked out of that game. Jameis Winston, I thought, was fine, but they couldn't get anything going offensively, the Saints couldn't. And the Packers scored 18 unanswered. And I think there's a lot of different questions about these quarterbacks this year, Jordan Love being one of them. And, yeah, right now you can look at Jordan Love and you can you could take Jordan Love's highlights this year and you could take a bunch of throws and say, this guy is a pretty good quarterback. And you can also take a bunch of highlights and a bunch of throws and say, this guy stinks. Like, there's, there's a little bit of sample for everything, but he was the leader that brought them back from 17 down on Sunday, and I think that is a big deal. So credit to Jordan Love for that. Some of the other games in the NFL, the Browns and Titans, this was the classic game of you watch Red Zone all day and you don't even know this game happened. They, like, never show it. Nothing interesting is ever happening. But the Browns and maybe their best performance in the Deshaun Watson era smoked a Titans team that is left with more questions than answers. The Lions over Atlanta. Lions just doing what they need to do. You know, a rocky loss against Seattle last week. Atlanta comes in there feeling good 2-0. Lions kind of re-humble them. Lions-Packers going to be a good one on Thursday night. The Chargers and the Vikings. One of these teams had to win. They both were probably more comfortable losing. And so it's fitting that the game ended on a team making a mistake with Kirk Cousins throwing that interception at the end. Vikings lose to the Chargers. Patriots beat the Jets in a really, like, rock-bottom performance from Zach Wilson. We'll talk more on that throughout. The Bills all over Washington. The Texans beating Jacksonville. Quite a surprise. C.J. Stroud looking very efficient and very good. Jacksonville, I think, is better than this. That is a tough way for them to uh, to come out of the first three games, one and two. Colts, as I mentioned, somehow they're two and one. Seahawks really had no problem against Carolina. The Chiefs beat the Bears, and Taylor Swift is the top story of the NFL today. I definitely have thoughts on that. I will definitely share them. I think we're kind of being pranked. Yeah, we'll get more into that. Cardinals upset the Cowboys, as I mentioned. And then that game last night, the Steelers and the Raiders, uh, Josh McDaniels just having no confidence in his offense, going for the field goal. They went for a field goal down eight, and it benefited them. There was a penalty, so they went a little further down the field only to kick a field goal again and never got the ball back. And you can, like, if, if you really want to make a justification for it, I guess you can. I mean, there's always two sides to a debate, usually the right side and the wrong side. But Josh McDaniels and the Raiders need to try to score there, and there's nothing worse than telling your team, we, you don't even have to say it, it's, it's very clear, I don't believe in you. And that's what happened with Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. So really, just an interesting game. You had it all. You had everything all day, week three. You had blowouts. You had upsets. You had celebrities. Uh, you just you, It was just a great week three in the NFL. And that continues tonight. Two more games tonight. Eagles in Tampa Bay and Rams in the Bengals. I think this is the last week of this double Monday night thing. I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I like when there's another game on when one game's in a commercial, 
but I would rather just sit back and, you know, watch a football game. You've got the Buccaneers and the Eagles at 2-0 and apiece, and then the Rams go to Cincinnati. It sounds like Joe Burrow is trending to play, or at least that's what the Bengals want the Rams to think, but we will find out uh, probably relatively soon if Joe Burrow is, in fact, going to suit up. I don't know that we're going to get 100% Joe Burrow, but they need him. The Bengals have to avoid falling into an 0-3 trap. There was one other game that happened, okay? And uh, just like LeBron James, I was telling my buddies, I was telling my buddies, I go, you know, I think I think the Dolphins, I think they could, sc- I think they could go- score 70. And if they're going to score 70, maybe they might as well score 80. 70 points for the Miami Dolphins over the Denver Broncos. That has not been done, if I have this right, since 1966. I mean, in college football, you see 70 all the time, especially early in the season. We saw a handful of games week one that went 70, some 80. But to see 70, to see an NFL team with the NFL team name and the NFL logo and then 70 next to it, it is kind of jarring. I mean, you saw those touchdowns, and I know a lot of you guys, fantasy players, look at my bench. You know, never bench a Dolphin anymore, I guess, is the philosophy. But the Dolphins put up 70 points. Tua asked about it after the game. This isn't compared to anything that I've seen or been a part of. Uh, just talks about the resilience of our team. Although that, although we were up uh, going into halftime, you know, I'm very proud of the guys and the way they continue to play. Uh, no one took their foot off the gas. Everyone continued to play, and um, you know that's the result that we got. 14 in the first, 21 in the second, 14 in the third, 21 in the fourth. There has been a little uh, online discussion about if if the Dolphins should have continued to run it up, and there's a fun backstory there too, or. Mike McDaniel used to be a ball boy with the uh, Broncos. So there's uh there's that discussion about if they should have run it up or not. And I will always go to this answer at any level. Okay. At any level. And I know like if you're, if you're a 15 year old kid and you know, you're beating your, your soccer teams up or your baseball teams up or your football teams up, like you, you're the team that can afford everything. And, and this team's just like thrown together because their parents want them out of the house. I mean, at some point when you score too many points, okay, treat it like a practice. Maybe maybe only dribble with the left hand or uh, see four pitches before you swing or or, or try to do something like that. If, if it's that jarring of a difference, you know, if you're playing, you're playing the movie bad guy and then D5, you know, District 5 Mighty Ducks at first. If it's that big of a difference and if there's children involved, okay, maybe we don't need to win 100 to nothing. But the further you get along in your football playing career, the further you get along in your sports career, if you have the chance to score 70 points, score 70 points. If you have the chance to score 70, score 80, score 90. Don't put your foot off the gas for no reason. One, sometimes point differential does come into play. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to, you're going to lose out on that because you, feel bad for the Denver Broncos if the Broncos wanted to not allow 70 points they should not have allowed 70 points you know I I always I think of these guys everybody that was in that game for Miami think of how much they have put in to being a football player think of how much they have put in how much practice they've done how much time they've put in battling injuries and then you get to like the actual thing you're you're trying for. I mean, these guys could go through thousands of hours of practice and preparation 
and playing 40 games in their career. So in that game, the thing that you're playing for, score 70. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad the Dolphins took that philosophy. Sean Payton afterwards, not happy. You said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I mean, I'm more. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 700. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Next question. I'm at a loss for words because I've never been in. A, I've been on the other side of some games like that. And then every once in a while in this league, you get your butt whipped. But this was more than that. I don't understand why Sean Payton agreed to coach the Denver Broncos. Uh, maybe somebody out there has a better answer or explanation. I don't. I don't know why. He decided to do this. I, I know when you looked at some of the jobs that were available this offseason, maybe he thought the Broncos were the best situation. You know, if he really wanted to get back into it, we've always thought that he was bound to be the Dallas Cowboys coach someday. You know, maybe hide that out. Sean Payton, he was doing fine on, like, he was a good TV analyst, I thought. I thought he was doing pretty well on Fox, and he had a really nice, like, the the phrase I always go back to is somebody – Somebody said it once. I, I never give him credit because I forgot who it was. But they say that Sean Payton is Mike McCarthy with better PR. Like, if you look at their records, they're pretty much the same. If you look at their postseason success, it's pretty much the same. Yet, we all clown McCarthy and think he's some dumb bozo. And then with Sean Payton, he gets a movie made out of him. He gets suspended for a year, and everyone's just like, you know what? Let's pretend that that didn't happen. You know, let's put him on TV. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, Sean Payton seems to have a much better PR operation and much better PR team than uh, a lot of coaches in this league. And so for him to go into this situation willingly, it's like, Hey, Sean, everybody likes you. You're doing, you're doing good. You've had a nice career. Go star in this box office failure. Go, go, go here where you're set up to fail. And I think he noticed that right away that it was going to be messy. That's why he said all this stuff about Nathaniel Hackett. That's why he said, I've never seen a bigger mess than what I've seen here. He's shielding himself because he, he knows, he knows these outcomes are possible. Now, I don't think he ever thought he would coach a team that gave up 70 points, but he had to think at some point they were going to have this kind of situation where they were going to get embarrassed a bunch. He didn't, he couldn't have thought that he walked in and just changed Russell Wilson. We've all seen Russell Wilson. It was terrible. Russell Wilson was terrible last year. I've never seen a bigger drop-off from one year to the next so inexplicably than Russell Wilson. He, he's not – He's not. 2015 Russell Wilson's not coming back through that door. So I, I don't quite get why Sean Payton took that job in the first place. And I think for him to say some of the stuff he said early, I think that's a real strong indicator that, yeah, okay, he, he knows that it's going to be rocky. But then I don't understand this song and dance that he's doing with the reporters. Like don't 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 make it worse on yourself. Like don't 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 you you can't take this job and then be all like ask me ask me a question. What's the question? You, you took this job. This is your team. You're supposed to be the savior of of Broncos. You're supposed to be the savior of quarterbacks. You you have you know what the question is. The question is how did you let this happen? Where's the great Sean Payton? Why did you take this job? Do you regret every day? Would you like to get uh, fired so you can collect money and still go back to the TV booth? What are you doing? 
Why why did you show up to this press conference? Why why are you here? Those are the questions. You know that, Sean. You know you absolutely know that. You've been in this side of the business. You know it. That 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 you cannot do. There's a lot of players that will be in the, you know, they'll play and they'll go into the media and then they'll be like, "Oh, I get, you know, it's it's tough job, you know, I I get it, but I get this side. I get, I get why you do it." And then you you can't, you can't go back into the other world and be like, what are you doing? Do your job. Now, come on, Sean. The worst game in NFL history is going to happen on Sunday. The Broncos go to Chicago. And somehow the Broncos are favored. What does that say about the Bears? Oh, man, we will talk about that, certainly. So much more to talk about. Great NFL week. Great college football week. All right, that Notre Dame game, USC, they didn't play each other. I meant Ohio State. Notre Dame, Ohio State. What a game. USC, congrats. They won too. But that Colorado um Oregon game. What a what a disaster. Although I think Dion did everything he should have and could have afterwards. So we'll talk about that a little bit and talk some college football here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. In for Maggie and Perloff. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. Hey, do you ever find that you are just trying to fall asleep and your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments? Turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy will give you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. We've all been through some unpredictable times the last few years. It is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. This is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com M-A-D-N-P today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M-A-N-D-P. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. In for Maggie and Perloff, I am Bart Winkler reminding you, hey, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app. Just ask Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. You can also do it on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. 
Two games tonight. Again, Rams and uh, Buccaneers are in action. I did it again. Rams are playing the Bengals. Buccaneers are playing the Eagles. You know, all my life, guys, all my life, there's been one game on Monday night, and it's been very easy, and the matchup, and I know it, and now there's two games, and my whole world is falling apart. Okay? So, yeah, that's that's their fault, not mine, for the screw-up. That's 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 their fault. Um, we'll talk more NFL. You know, it's very interesting, as we were just talking some Dolphins, Broncos. Like, the stuff that you're seeing in these first couple of weeks, it is kind of changing a little bit who the main contenders are going to be. And in the Dolphins case, they were a case where when you kind of mapped out what the AFC playoffs would look like, the Dolphins were one of those teams that some people had them in, some people had them out. Some people liked them to win the AFC East. Some people, you know, maybe thought they could get in. There was a lot of like the, 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 the phrase was, well, the Dolphins would be good if two is healthy. It all, it all came back to that. Dolphins will be good if two is healthy. Well, two is healthy, and so there's still a lot of if, but so far he's been healthy, and that offense has just been firing on every cylinder possible. I mean, again, to score 70 points in an NFL game, you just don't see that for whatever reason. Did think the Chiefs saw that and were going to try to match it uh, for a little bit after they were just taking it to the Bears, and it seemed that there was no end in sight, and then, you know, Mahomes tweaked his knee a little bit, and you're like, oh, Maybe maybe we should just uh, maybe we should bring in the backup here and and go home happy. Not quite seventy points, but forty two points for Oregon over Colorado in a highly anticipated game. I do think there was a little less hype into this one because I think a lot of people knew that Colorado was th- it was going to end, or at least this this undefeated thing. Now I, they were never going to go undefeated, and we all knew that. I mean, Deion Sanders brought in 80 new kids to this program. There's a lot of really good talent there. Travis Hunter gets hurt. Okay, it's not the reason they lost by 36 points. But they've got a lot of really good talent. It's just that depth-wise, maybe there's things, some things that are missing. And when you think of the guys that they brought in, what did they bring in? They brought in a lot of quick guys. They brought in a lot of speedy guys. They brought in a lot of wide receivers and maybe defensive backs. They need to focus now on the offensive and defensive line portion of their team. And they knew that coming in. I don't, I don't think Deion Sanders is surprised that they lost to Oregon, you know, as confident as he has been in his team. And that's a, that's a big part of this. Dion's been confident in his team. Okay. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that want to talk about Dion, you know, Dan Lanning's thing about we're not doing it for, we're not we're not doing it for uh for clicks. We're doing it for we're doing it for wins. Okay. And and I'm not the first to make this point, but yeah, you said that for clicks. I mean you you said you said your anti-clicks for clicks. The ESPN cameras were in there recording your every move. You knew what you were doing. And I think that's another part of this that a lot of people are forgetting and because they're forgetting it, they're they're getting mad about this Dion, the whole Deion Sanders thing. I can't believe that anybody is getting mad at Deion Sanders for anything that he's done. All like there's people that are rooting against Colorado. Maybe you don't like Dion for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe you don't like when teams are bad forever and then good. Maybe you don't like how the transfer portal works, but there's people that are legitimately 
getting mad about what Deion Sanders is doing, where he is talking a lot and hyping up his program. Again, it's a lot of hyping up his program. This speech that Dan Lanning gave, and we'll hear it in a second, this speech that Dan Lanning gave, this is not this is not hyping up his program. This is tearing down Dion's program. This is what the ESPN cameras caught. caught. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. Right? It's going to be played on the grass. Now, there's not, there's, I don't think that there's anything wrong with Dan Lanning saying those things to his guys. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. What you're supposed to do as a coach is use whatever words you can to further motivate your guys. And what he's telling his team is, hey, this is a team. They're getting a lot of attention. We're better. Go and prove it. You know, that, that's what he's telling his team. The cameras being in there wasn't for his team. The cameras being in there was because he's doing the same thing that Dion's doing. You can't get mad about Dion and then like what Dan Lanning did because it's all about recruiting. All this is is about recruiting. Deion Sanders went to Colorado, a team that was terrible. He basically said, you guys stink in this meeting. And what did like three kids stay? The kids that stayed, it was so unbelievable. Anyone stayed 60 minutes profiled them. because That's how bad this team was. Okay. They're terrible. And uh, they stayed and, you know, they play a little bit, but otherwise Dion brought in all these guys. And now he needs to know that he needs to continue to recruit. He knows he brought in his kid and how good his kid is. He knows he brought in some of the other guys from Jackson State, how good they are. He knows he brought in those receivers from South Florida, how good they can be. But he needs he needs other guys. He needs linemen and you know defensive linemen. He needs a guy to take over for his son at quarterback. He needs guys to take over. If he's going to build this program, he needs guys. And what he is what he is doing every time he talks is he's saying, This is the place to be. Look at how much your exposure you're going to get. You're going to get it seen here. You're going to get seen. We are something. We are dumb. We are, we are good. We bring in eyeballs. Win or lose. People want to watch us. You can be a part of that. And we want to get better. And so what Dan Lanning is doing is he's like, whoa. You know, all of a sudden there's this new guy on the block. And it's a shame this isn't going to be a Pac-12 rivalry that continues. And we'll talk some Pac-12 demise coming up here in a minute, but it's a shame that it won't continue because now, now you've got this recruiting battle. Now Dan Lanning can walk into these kids' houses and say, you want to go to Colorado? We beat Colorado. We beat them. So you can go there, but if you want to win, come here. Deion Sanders was asked about Dan Lanning's comments. I don't say stuff just to say it for a click, you know, contrary to what some may say. But, uh, yeah, I, get, I keep receipts. Uh but I'm serious. I analyze and I understand what we're up against and what we have and what we need. One thing that I can say honestly and candidly, you better get me right now. This is the worst we're going to be. You better get me right now. Now, somebody, yeah, I, I got messengers. God bless him, though, man. He's a great coach. He did a great job. God bless him. He can take their shots. They won. I don't shoot. I don't do that. They won. Yeah, and then what, what people are going to get mad about is then Dion said, Dion said, uh, 
time needs to get me right now. So that, that that's what I've seen too. Now that he's lost, you know, first he won when it, when when Dion first beat TCU, I think everyone thought it was cool, and then Dion started talking a little bit, and then we're like, oh geez, he only won one game, man. Oh, uh, you got you got to win nine Rose Bowls first, and then he won another game, and then he beat Colorado State, and it's like, oh well, yeah, 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 barely won, and now he lost, and now he's saying, okay, I know what we got. I, I, I this is a good measuring stick. I know what we got. I know what we need. The time is to get me right now. Oh, you're making it about you. Making it about you. you. You watching Colorado as good as some of those players are. You ain't watching Colorado because of uh, of Travis Hunter or Edwards or I mean Sanders kid. You're it's Coach Prime. It's the whole vibe. It's the whole it's the whole thing with it. That's why that's why you're watching it. So this is a very interesting situation where people are. I I, I think people have been way too. Like I, I don't understand how anyone could actively root against Dion. In like, like they hate rooting. They, they hate when Kyle, they're so they feel so good that Oregon won. Why? He's made the sport better. He's made it more interesting. He's making coaches work harder to recruit. I mean, Ryan Day is. I didn't even see what Lou Holtz said. I don't think anybody did. Ryan Day did. All of a sudden, he's he he beats he beats Notre Dame. All of a sudden, the first thing he wants to do is rip on some ninety-five-year-old guy for something he said on a pregame show. I mean, he's he's made the recruiting. He's elevated everything. Everybody's got to go crazy now, because recruits are on the line. I think it's better for the sport. Th- this is this is the loudest sport we have. It's always recruiting, and we're mad when somebody came in and was loud. No. That being said, Colorado will get smoked by USC. So those 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 uh, rooting for that, you'll get that again, and then and we'll see how they finish. But I, I agree with Dion. If he as long as he stays at Colorado. You're not going to beat them 42 to six in in previous years, and they're going to go to a Big 12 conference, which I think with 12 teams in the playoff might be easier for him to to maybe scoot in there. So this is just the beginning. This is don't don't take your victory laps yet. This is just the beginning. CBS Sports Radio. Let's get an update, Marco Belletti. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler here for Maggie and Perloff. Bullpen day the rest of the day on CBS Sports Radio. It is time to ask the pros where you, the listener, get to ask a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Check out the link, cbssportsradio.com backslash askthepros, or you can tweet any question at CBS Sports Radio and use the hashtag askthepros. We will answer your question later on in the show, possibly. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. A professional when it comes to covering the college game. Barrett Salee joining us. You can find his work, all things CBS and SiriusXM. Barrett, thanks for a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm going to start with a Dion question, if you don't mind. 
I think that uh, this has been a fun, interesting ride. And I think that when Dion said afterwards, obviously Colorado lost for those that are unaware. Uh, he says, now I know what we need and now we know what we need. Do you think long-term, like the whole part of this is I'm trying to figure out if he's there in five years, does, does Dion want to be here and then jump to a bigger school? Does he want to jump to the pros? Cause I think if he's st- the, the best way for him to succeed is to really do this at Colorado, the first place that gave him a shot. But I just, I don't know long-term if that's the play. Well, I think, honestly, after watching what he has done, not just really at, at Colorado, but Jackson State primarily, is that, yeah, I mean, he fits in college because he's embracing everything that a lot of coaches in college hate. Um, not necessarily using them, but, I mean, it's a 24-7, 365 job for college uh, head coaches, and it's doing a bunch of things that a lot of them don't like to do, like recruiting your own roster constantly and dealing with NIL and recruiting to restrict all that stuff. In the NFL, you just talk ball, right? Like, that's all you do. Um, Dion would like that, obviously. He does like that. But I think he en- enjoys the other things as well. And on top of that, it seems like just throughout his, his history post-football, he does enjoy, like, mentoring kids. So, uh, to me, he fits in college. As far as Colorado, I, you know, I think he'll definitely get some, some interest from other schools if he does build it back to a point where it's competitive in what will be the Big 12. Uh, after that, after this year, um, because, you know, he is going, he is embracing and using the new rules to his advantage um, better than a lot of other schools. So uh, if, if he builds Colorado back into a decent team, and by decent, I mean six and six, which this year would be remarkable, um, then, you know, do it in the Big 12 one more year, and, and yeah, he might get some looks. Um, I think it depends on who the look, those looks are from, whether he stays at Colorado or not. But um, he, it's not just going to be one of those things where, hey, after one year of, you know, having Colorado discussed for a month of the season, first month of the season, hey, you're going to come lead Alabama. No, like that's not where he is right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I should never do. Uh, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna I'm gonna use politics as like an analogy. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying this from any partisan way. I'm just saying that it feels similar to when one Donald Trump started his campaign and he was doing things a different way. And then all these other candidates started to say, I need to emulate his way. And it seemed for some guys very like, what are you you doing? Like, it just didn't fit them. (laughs) Like, maybe it fit Donald Trump. And I think like with Dion, like, Okay, Dion is Dion, and he's doing things a certain way. And then uh, Dan Lanning trying to say we're not getting clicks when he's clearly getting clicks. Then Ryan Day going off about eighty-five-year-old <laughs> Lou Holtz. Like now, it just seems like everybody's trying to copy Dion. And I, I just think that his impact in college football, in terms of it's like it's, it's a meteorite crashing into Earth. I don't think one man has really changed the landscape of things this quickly in a long time. Man, your Twitter mentions are going to get really ugly after mentioning Donald Trump. <laughs> For I most know. Time. Trust me, I've been there. He he uh, he retweeted me one time for stating something factually accurate about a football game. <laughs> I, oh no, I get it. Uh, um, but uh, no, I think it's actually a really fair comparison. You know, because right, he's Dion, sort of the unorthodox candidate. He's the guy that is gaining popularity, has gained popularity, brought brought um, new ideas to. Um, to the table different in a different way. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair. Um, and, and 
and it's certainly not as divisive. Uh, but, you know, inside the college football community from a fan base perspective, maybe he is. You know, I think a lot of the, the traditional college football fans are, are kind of put off by it. not necessarily him, but his success. Um, because I think the, the fact that some, you know, parts of the population thought that they were going to be this massive, you know, this, this massive story that comes out and can supply all sorts of not what Colorado was. Now, I think what Saturday did, which I think is very important, and it's something that needs to be uh, that it really was a unifying experience for everything in Colorado, because there are people like myself that didn't think they'd win more than three games all year. Um, and I'm floored that they got to three out of the first three weeks. And the fact that there are, you know, maybe some other fans that popped in and thought, hey, eight, nine wins, Pac-12 contention. No. In reality, after what we've seen, six and six is the right number. Um, you know, that's a big improvement from a lot of us who thought, myself included, they'd be like a three-win team. And maybe brought back down the hype to, to reality a bit. So, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it, you know, it, the meteoric rise comes with an inevitable fall or at least a readjustment. So that's kind of why I think it's a pretty – a pretty good analogy. I w- thank you. Uh, I, I know it was. That's why I made it. Uh, <laughs> joining us. I, I got bummed because I thought, you know, I'm thinking this Dan Lanning Dion thing, and I'm thinking Dan Dan Lanning had to like do something like that because you know it's going to be a well, recruiting. Oh, 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 oh. Let, let me. I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Dan Lanning. That's Dan Lanning, right? Yeah. That's who he is. I mean, look, it's, and and I <laughs> this this idea that it was like this massive, you know, insult to everything Dion in Colorado. And no, like that's, that's a pregame speech. It's they, every coach does them. They're, they're angry. They're, they're mad about everything. Like Kirby yeah. smart motivated Kirby smart motivated the Georgia Bulldogs last year because he said that someone somewhere said, so he said that everybody thought that they'd go seven and five. It's like, who on earth thought Georgia would go seven and five last year? Like, Every single pregame speech across the board is founded in half-truths, exaggerations, or outright lies. Like every single one. There's not, a, not one on earth that's ever been anything other than that. And that's all it was for Dan Lanning. I mean, if he's getting criticized for, for that, then those people are insane, like utterly insane. Well, I, I think it's a great thing to tell your kids. I think having the cameras in there is a part of like, – and what I want to say was it's like you have to – I was getting excited for this recruiting bidding war that was going to go on with Oregon and, and Colorado, and maybe there's still some of that. But but yeah. what saddened me, what saddened me was that it's not Pac-12 rivals anymore. We just watched that game, and now they're in the Big Ten. Colorado's in the Big 12. The Pac-12 is having the greatest season they've had in decades, and it all is it's all crashing down because they didn't like. It was just wrong place, wrong time in this giant war between ESPN and Fox, and you're going to miss out on this 108-year conference just because these two networks are competing. I just the the better the Pac-12 is this year, like the more sad I get. Yeah, well, yeah, it's and I'll tell you what, conference power rankings are coming up tomorrow on CBSSports.com. That's what you call a tease in the radio ah. business. And uh, and I wrote finished writing of the day, and uh, there will be some Pac-12 love. Uh, just a little bit of Pac-12 love, but you're right. It is sad because you know all these these Pac-12 teams that are gonna you know say things to get you know on the national radar or whatever. 
yeah, we're not we're not going to have a chance to see Colorado or Dion respond for the most part um, because of the, of the schedule changing. But um, you know, I think what's interesting is that it, you know, it, I said beforehand before the season that there are going to be a lot of coaches in the Pac-12 and everywhere that are run the score up on Dion, which is not a slight to Dion. It's just to make a statement to other to, to recruit. Hey, you know what? There, you heard the sizzle. You see the sizzle. We're the stake. Now, that's not necessarily uh, what – I mean, Dion's trying to tell the same thing, right? But if you run the score up on Dion, then you can actually say it as fast, right? So I yeah. think a lot of coaches – and here's the thing about Dan Lanning, too. He stopped playing after halftime, right? Like, the game was – like he, he scored six points in the second half. He, that, he, they could have scored 80 if they wanted to that game. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. To, I'm interested to see what happens with USC and the rest of the uh, – the Pac-12 to, to see how they handle it because there are a lot of people in that conference that that want to run the score up, not because it's Deion Sanders or they don't like the hype or whatever. It's that they they feel like they have to to combat the way Deion has had success in the transfer portal, which again is totally fine. Yeah, it's all re- it's all recruiting. Uh, we should know that, and I think that some people looking at at what this is are you're getting mad over it's all it's, it's all recruiting. I think that uh, this last weekend, Barrett Salee's joining us here, CBS Sports Radio. I was on the, I was on, I was doing a shift Saturday, and one of the things that I kept saying was, I think there's the potential for a lot of these games Saturday that when you look back when the college football playoff is determined, you can look back at this weekend and say that that might be, you know, where they got in, or that might be where where they got out. And I think Florida State has really set themselves up to to a nice path to the to the tournament. I still think Ohio State I mean we're so far out but I think I I think Michigan beats them by a lot right now. Um what did this weekend tell for you in terms of like as we're narrowing this thing down to the four for one last time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there, you know, there's a lot that happened Saturday left a lot of, a thin margin for error for several teams. Like Clemson's out. And but you're right about Florida State. The fact that they got through Clemson, you know, broke a, a nine-game losing streak um, in Death Valley in a game that was, I mean, for Florida State, they were on the ropes several times, and and they got the job done. So that was huge for sure. Uh, Notre Dame has zero margin for error left. Now, with that said, they're going to have one of, if not the best loss in the country if they run the table, right? Uh, so, but the margin for error is not there. I think for Oregon, you know, granted, I don't think the Colorado win's going to look very good when all is said and done, but the way they did it in the situation that they did it with all the hype and the national spotlight, that is going to resonate. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, and I, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why, but nobody's paying attention to the Pac-12 still. And you're right. It's so good. What about Utah? Like, why isn't anybody talking about Utah controlling UCLA from literally the first first snap of the game? Like, that can be huge, too. So, you're right. There's, there's a, lot, a lot went down. Alabama, you know, sort of getting through one of its biggest challenges in a time in which we thought they were reeling is huge. So, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say a lot of it, it, clarity on Saturday, but it's one of those weekends where you look back and once everything is clear and the smoke dust has settled, it's going to be a weekend you point to and say, okay, that was one of the defining weekend college football playoff race. 
Hey, Barrett, appreciate your time. Uh, have a good few days uh, of whatever, you know, gearing up for week number five, and hope to talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Barrett Salee joining us. That's where you can follow him online. You can find out all his work, CBS Sports, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports HQ, Sirius XM. He's all over the place, and uh, good job there. Some fun discussion. We'll talk some NFL again. I'm going to talk Taylor Swift. I don't think they're dating. Is that a cons- is that a hot take conspiracy? I don't think they're dating. Her and Travis Kelsey. More coming up. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.